Broadway Sword Podcast, the hockey podcast that talks about Buffalo Sabres and New York Rangers hockey, hosted by John Scuza. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Broadway Sword Podcast. I'm your host, John Scusa, and on today's episode, we are going to talk about the Rangers and Sabres. You know, pretty good wins and some disappointing losses. You know, both teams played uh, two games since the last time I recorded, and both teams, you know, picked up some pretty significant wins against, you know, lesser opponents, and then they both had some... Let's say, let's go disappointing. It's disappointing games and losses that, you know, what the Sabres losses, again, they should probably just throw away, put behind them, and just move forward as we, you know, as they go further in the season. And the Rangers game was a costly game, and it was, it doesn't look good for the Rangers, it doesn't help them in the standings, and it doesn't help them going forward, I mean, of course, it's a game you can shake off, but it's a game that they need to really go back and evaluate, because there's been multiple games like this, and I don't want this trend to start, so I guess on that note, I'll start with the Rangers, so the Rangers, their their big key win was they went into Montreal and picked up two points with a 4-1 win over Montreal. Great game for the Rangers all around. Very, very weird game. Very, like, as somebody wrote on Twitter, one of the more Rangers, uh, you know, personalities that also runs a podcast, he wrote very ho-hum. And that's a very, you know, very good way to describe this game. Just very, just very, you know, it, w- it was a game. It was just... It got played. It was very, like, the Rangers weren't playing down to their competition. They weren't playing terribly, but it was just kind of a, just a, a game that just moved along. It was just, it was a game. It, it was played. The Rangers won. They, you know, the first period was a little, you know, a little shaky for the Rangers. But, you know, they picked it up and got the win. But, so, I mean, the Rangers pick up, you know, they, they storm out in the second period with three goals. Chris Kreider's shorthanded goal, which was actually the first shorthanded goal that the Montreal Canadiens have given up all season long, which is pretty impressive. I mean, Kreider went on a great breakaway and beat Jake Allen for, you know, to take the one nothing lead. And Braden Schneider with a great shot uh, later on in the period to take the 2-0 lead. And then Philip Hedl, who I'm, I, he's a guy that I want him to keep playing well. And I get scared when he starts to play well because he had a big game with two goals. So he got the third and fourth goal. The fourth goal, of course, was an empty netter. But, you know, it was it's hard to watch him play sometimes because it's like you watch him get going. And you're like, oh, my goodness, this is when he's going to break out. Oh, my God. And then the poor kid gets hurt. He can't stay on the ice. And it's like then, you know, the injury sets him back. And then it takes him a week or two to get back into his stride. And then he starts to get back on. And then he gets hurt again. And it's just like the Ranger fans, specifically myself, you want this kid to play well. He's got 11 goals on the year after this game. And you're like, awesome. Like, you know, it's like you want these young forwards like him in uh, Lafreniere and Kako, you want those kids to flourish. And it's just, it's so irritating and frustrating to watch when, you know, he starts playing well and then he just gets hurt. And you're like, ah, just, but anywho, 
Great game from Heedle. Two goals against Montreal. Rangers pick up the 4-1 win. You know, great, great game. The second game. Strong start against the Devils. They lose 4-3 in overtime. Strong start. Take a lead. And you had a 3-1 lead going into the third period. And they blew it. You blew a 3-1 lead against a divisional rival that has struggled as of late. And, you know, that what came out of the gates really hot and started to really, really cool off. And the Rangers, actually, the last time they played them, they beat them. And you're like, you know, this is the game that they, you know, this could be another game that you can jump on and capitalize on the Devils and beat them. And you blow a 3-1 lead and you lose in overtime. Yes, you get a point, but that's disappointing. That's a team you need to be in regulation. That is a team you're chasing in the standings. That is a team that you need to put you need to get ahead in the in the standings and put them in the rear view, in the rear view mirror because they are not a sustainable hockey team. They remind me of like what the Rangers used to play like before uh like th- two, three years ago when it was run and gun pretty hockey where you're trying to score the pretty goals and you're trying to there's no grit there's no like four check where they're dumping the puck in and you know hit you know hitting the defenseman and get the puck away and you know setting up a goal that way you know it's very you know oh we gotta deep through we gotta carry the puck into the zone no you can't let a team like this get by you and beat you like that you can't let Jack Hughes walk all over you. And Jack Hughes has owned the Rangers for as long as long as he's been in the league. Basically, when he broke out, he's owned the Rangers. I mean, he owns a lot of teams. But this, again, this is a team you need to beat. You can't also let up 43 shots on net. You gave up 19 shots in the first period. How are you doing that? You need to play, you, you, again, tighten up on defense. Igor can do only so much back there. He's not going to have the same season he had last year. The guy's a phenomenal goaltender, and he's a you know definitely arguably the best goaltender in the league. But you need to play some defense. You gotta block some shots in front of him. He can't be taking four to three shot you know forty three shots a night, or even alone that like I think they give up at least a good thirty plus shots every night, and you have to. You got to play defense in front of the guy if you're going to win meaning, meaningful games like this. We're at the halfway point of the season. You're in the back stretch of the season. You have to win these games. These are the games that are going to matter because these are the games that are going to maybe maybe you get tied with New Jersey in the standings and this maybe that 4-3 loss in overtime is what changes, you know, you being the second or third seed in the Metropolitan Division or a wild card or heck not even making the playoffs. You need to beat these. You need to beat your divisional opponents. So it, it, it's it's infuriating because it's like the Rangers were on a good streak. Now, mind you, they're still playing good hockey, but it's just it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating because it's like I see the Devils as a more inferior, younger team that should not be beating the Rangers like this, and the Rangers should not be losing to them. And with that said, I mean the Rangers slipped in the. In the standings, they were third. They were like, like last time I recorded, I believe they were only like four points out of first place. I mean, they're still not that far behind, but now you're fourth place in a very, very tight metropolitan division where, you know, there is six points that separates you in first place Carolina, but you got to string some games along. You got to create some separation from Washington and Pittsburgh and New Jersey and heck, even the Islanders. You have to create that separation. And, 
this this was an this is this was an important game that they should have won. With that said, like I said, so fourth place in they are currently fourth place in the Metropolitan Division with exactly halfway through the season with 41 games played with a 22, 12, and 7 record with 51 points. Not a bad, not bad so far. Look, like I said, my first half analysis of them, rough start, you know, or good out of the gates, a little bit of a rough patch, found their way, and they're starting to play better. But they have to continue playing well and start putting in some of these teams that are, you know, very, what I would like to call streaky teams that, you know, win a lot, then lose a lot, win a lot, then lose a lot. You got to start playing consistent hockey. So with that said, their upcoming schedule for this week, tonight they will take on the Minnesota Wild, and it will be Ryan Reeves' return to Madison Square Garden since he since him being traded to the Minnesota Wild earlier this season. And then on Thursday, they stay home and take on the Dallas Stars, which, you know, is another, is another young team that, you know, can do a lot of damage. And so that should be a very interesting game. You know, Neil, former Ranger prospect Niels Lundqvist is getting some good time with uh, Dallas and playing very well for them. And then on Sunday, Montreal will come into New York and take on the Rangers. Again, another game you probably should win. Beat them like you beat them in their home rink, and everything will be okay. On to the Sabres. Sabres had two games that one was back and forth. The other one is a game that they should probably throw away. So we'll go with the back and forth game. They win 6-5 in overtime over the Minnesota Wild. And it was a game that, you know, it was back and forth. As I stated, you know, you know, Ranger, or Sabres take the lead. Minnesota comes back. Minnesota takes the lead, Sabres come back, and then the Sabres win in overtime. So, you know, the so the Sabres, you know, Victor Olsen was probably the, you know, the star of this game with two goals, including the game winner, which was a gorgeous, you know, one-timer in overtime to win the game for the Sabres. But some other notable notable Sabres in this game, Tage Thompson, Rasmus Dahlin, Dylan Cousins, you know, again, the young guys that are producing, like I said, uh, Thompson and Darlene continue their strong season. I mean, Thompson is basically on pace to score 50 goals and get 100 points. He's already at 56 points for the Sabres, and they have not even hit the official halfway mark of their season yet. They've only played 38 games so far. I mean, a couple games have been canceled due to weather and other, other circumstances, but Tage Thompson's got 31 goals already on the year. And he's starting in again, continues his strong season, plays really well, and provides offense where the Sabres needed it in a game where it was back and forth. Rasmus Stalin, same thing, providing goal of critical and crucial goals when the Sabres need it. And that was huge for them in this Minnesota game, especially a Minnesota team that's, again, another team that's like, you know, Streaky, I in streaky in a way, you know they're they're definitely a playoff team. That you got a Hall of Fame goal. They have a Hall of Fame goaltender back there, Mark Andre Fleury, and that was huge for the Sabers because they actually got into Mark Andre Andre Fleury's head, and he was. Reports came out that he was very frustrated with his team after that game, after that Buffalo game, and that was you know that's that's a pretty that's that's pretty hard to do. Mark Andre Fleury is very you know, happy-go-lucky guy, always got a smile on his face, even, you know, not after losses, but, you know, 
to get in his head like that where he's really, really upset. That's a huge thing for the Sabres. At going forward, you know, that they can they can hang with teams and goaltenders like Flurry. Now, what what is a little tough about this game for the Sabres is they were up 4-2 late in the second period. And they gave up three straight goals going into the, you know, like they gave they gave up a goal towards the end of the second and then give up two more goals in the third period. And now you're down 5-4. I mean, Darlene with a great shot, you know, ties the game late in the third. And then Olsen, of course, scores the game winner. But that's a game where you have to, when you go up by two goals, you got to tighten up a little bit on defense. I know I keep their young defensive staff with Darlene and Power and Yoki Haru and Samuelson. Those guys are young on the younger side. You know, it's going to take some time. I mean, I think the Sabres, honestly, if they're going to be, you know, what is considered a buyer at the deadline where, you know, they're trading like draft picks and prospects for, you know, better, you know, more established players, you should probably try to go in and establish top four defensemen that you can stick in those f- top two lines that you can stick with your young great defensemen to tighten up on defense because their goaltending is you know in better terms shaky and inconsistent you know Craig Anderson's for you know 41 years old and Uka Pekalukinen is having you know he again good some nights bad other nights and you know like uh Uka Pekalukinen let up a good amount of goals in this game you know, thank God his offense was, you know, the number one offense in the NHL put some goals in and, you know, had, you know, to secure the win. And then the game, the, the Sabres should probably throw away. A 4 nothing loss to the Philadelphia Flyers last night. Just blah. Blah game. That's a game you need to throw out and just move on. You get, you're down 3 nothing after the first period. And the Flyers had one more goal. And, you know, it's not like they got, they they had 28 shots on that, but it's just not a, not a good, not good a performance, not a great game. Craig Anderson did not look good on that, giving up some pretty, you know, soft goals and not good for the Sabres. Uh, I mean, it, this game was also a, like what they call a trap game. You know, a trap game is technically when, you know, you play a team that's coming off of a, lo- or is on a losing streak or comes off a really bad performance and you think you're going to jump on them and beat them and then they come out and blow you out of the water. That's basically what happened in this game. And the Sabres are young and they have to realize that that you know not not every easy opponent is going to be easy, especially this Flyers team that's coached by a really a Hall of Fame coach in John Tortorella, but you know Tortorella is not going to let the Flyers come off a 6-2 loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs the night prior in a back-to-back. And, you know, he's going to fire his team up and make sure they come you know, come into Buffalo and, you know, take it to, to a young Sabres team that, again, young and inexperienced. And so, you know, I like I said, this is a game, if I'm Don Granado in Buffalo, you just throw it away and you move forward to your game tonight against the Seattle Kraken at home because it's just it was an ugly performance really just hands down ugly nothing positive to say start away move on get ready for seattle and the rest of the week and speaking of that so the standing update for the sabers they are currently fourth in the atlantic with a 2016 
and two record for forty for forty two points. And you know they're sitting a little bit outside the wild card spot. Um, they currently sit six point or, or I'm sorry four points back of the Pittsburgh Penguins for that last wild card spot. And so. You know, again, they're a bubble team right now currently, and, you know, they're just on the outside looking in, and they're playing some very meaningful hockey. So as they hit this, their halfway point and into the second half of the season, you're going to be looking at a lot of Lonnie, a lot of meaningful hockey for the Sabres. They're going to be making a playoff push, you know, and when that trade deadline comes around, it's going to be very hard for Kevin Adams to sit there and go, are we going to be buyers? Are we going to stand pat and just keep with our roster and do something in the offseason when we have a, a lot of cap room? Or do or do we – do we? I don't think they're going to sell, but do they play the conservative way of just standing pat, playing with what they got? They make the playoffs fantastic. If they don't, you know, there's next year and we, we get better in the offseason. Or, or do they buy and try to make a push? It'll be interesting to see once we hit the deadline later on in the season. So we'll see. But I think I like where the Sabres team's going. I think they're going to do great things down the stretch. And they might play spoiler to a bunch of other teams that are supposed to make the playoffs. And they're not going to because the Sabres took two points away from them. So their upcoming schedule tonight, they are home against the Seattle Kraken, who have been having a really good season in their second year uh, in the league. So that should be an interesting game. You know, see how the Sabres respond on their end of a back-to-back after getting skunked 4-0. And then on Thursday, they're still at home team on the Winnipeg Jets. And then on Saturday, they will travel to Nashville to take on the Predators. That is it for this episode of the Broadway Sword Podcast. Thank you for listening. Please tell your friends and family about this podcast. I would really love to grow it and make this podcast even better and more inclusive to everybody that listens. Thank you again, and I'll see you on the next one.